in the creative space, especially as a freelancer, entrepreneur, you're always on to the next thing. So we don't have that much time or we don't make as much time for self-reflection, mm. patting ourselves on the back, reminding ourselves that we're great. Um, putting ourselves first when you're working with other people, you know, sometimes you come off as a narcissist or you come off mm. as selfish, but in the space of mental health, it's really important to remind yourself that like you are a priority, mm. you know? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off the Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration. I'm your host, Christian Palmer, and today I'm joined by someone whose work speaks for itself. He's a creative director, entrepreneur, visual storyteller, and the founder of Sunday School, a creative agency focused on unique and authentic storytelling on identity, culture, fashion, while keeping education and art at the core. He's worked with many brands such as Nike, Converse, Spotify, Facebook, and the list goes on. Without further ado, here's Off the Cuff with Joseph Adamu. Joseph, talk to me, man. Welcome to the show. Man, thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. It's great to have you. I mean, look, we got the memo. We on the same colored palette. Completely in coordination, man. I love this. Absolutely, man. How are you feeling today? Good, man. Good, good. New week. Uh, well, not new week. It's midweek now. <laughs> right. Getting into it, you know, I just moved to a new spot. So kind of just like settling in. That's um, beautiful. And just like... Catching up with this New York grind, you know how it goes already. So, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You're always on the hustle, man. That's always, the, always. That's how it goes. Yeah. So, you know, Joseph, there's a lot talk to talk about, man. I'm super excited just to kind of get into the weeds of it. Um, this is a platform where we kind of just dig in deeper into your story a little bit. Um, you know, I, I want to take it back to the upbringing. This is kind of the foundation, right, where you first started. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit more about those earlier days growing up in Toronto and yeah. some of your early inspirations growing up. Yeah, man. Um, so born and raised in Toronto, Canada to two Nigerian parents pretty middle class, uh, coming up, grew, grew up in the church, but also education and sports was like an intersection that was a big part of my upbringing, I'd mm -hmm. say. Um, played soccer till I was about second grade um, and then really got into basketball over some time and from watching it to being a part of it as, a, as, a, as an actual player. Um, athleticism was like really, really big for me. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say is because I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, um, diversity was always at the center point of my upbringing, mm. um, whether that be through church, whether that be through, you know, walking through the mall, going to parties uh, in school, um, taking part in extracurricular activities. I was always really, really immersed in different cultures or mm. immersed around and surrounded by different cultures. So it deeply reflects how I view um, the world, mm. um, my hunger to travel, my hunger to learn about more people. And I think, you know, all of that kind of place to where I am today as a creative director and as a visual storyteller um, with a very refined eye for detail. Um, that all starts from my, my, my upbringing um, back home in Toronto. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, like you talked about, right. Very, very keen when it comes to detail, very meticulous. Yes, sir. And it kind of speaks to, you know, just the way you're dressed today, how you're uh -huh. able to kind of put colors together very uniquely and very, you know, and it works very well. Um, but like this attention to detail, like, you know, this persona of craftsmanship that you really appreciate, you know, the, the detail orientation. And like you, like you said, presentation is key, right? Um, where did you develop all these qualities and this work ethic from? Man, I think just paying attention to the design components of everything I saw growing up, whether that's like NBA jerseys and how those were crafted, mm. um, the hardwood on the court, um, growing up in the church, just the architecture of the spaces I was in, um, all those little moments and nuances like help 
me craft some form of a world that um, I still now today refer back to, you know. So when I'm on Tumblr, when I'm on Instagram and apps like that, I'm paying attention to those really refined details. And it all, again, roots back to my upbringing. You know, wow. I have a really, really strong and strict eye for color palettes and design, whether it's typography or graphic work. So like those things play a really strong part into how I dress or mm -hmm. the colors I pick, the textures I pick. Um, so it all kind of intertwines and my mind kind of runs wild. Then I kind of just pick what works for me on the day um, or if it's a project, what works for me in the moment. Wow, that's amazing. And then at what like growing up and stuff, at what pivotal moment did you start to connect all these things? I used to like doodle a lot, actually. Oh, um, okay. In like middle school, high school, on, on the corner of my Hillroy um, <laughs> notebooks. Um, and that kind of slowly led to like an, an admiration for like fashion. Strongly, um, oddly enough, I used to like buy shoes off of eBay. Nice. Um, a bunch of Nike shoes and Converse shoes and Supras and a bunch of other stuff back in like the early 2000s or sorry, late 2000s, early 2010s. And it just kind of all immersed into this world of like creativity design art color style and till today that's still kind of the the life i live and the the mo I, I i go by um but overall i think it's just refining my eye over time and watching a lot of weird not weird but different things mm -hmm. unique things that offered a different perspective whether it's japanese anime and how that intertwines with sartorial fashion through fashion weeks um typography and how that it works with um, NBA jerseys or, you know, mm -hmm. things I saw through that aspect. So I think it's a combination of things and it provides a unique perspective and then cultures at the, the root of it all, you yeah. know, coming from a, a Nigerian home, but also like going out in the world and being immersed with people from different parts of Africa, different parts of Asia, different parts of Europe, different parts of South America and all bringing that, to, bringing that all together and just uniting something that's unique, you know? So, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Why is that so important to you? <sighs> hmm. Good question. Um, I think beyond it being something I was directly influenced by from birth, I think mm -hmm. it's important to bridge the gaps globally in general, across continents, across countries, across cultures. Mm -hmm. So much that can come from um, a Mexican and Nigerian wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much to learn. There's so much knowledge and history attached to those combinations. So how do we continue to bridge those gaps across the globe? Um, I spoke to you earlier about bridge the gap for me as a Nigerian Canadian living in America, all those like different aspects of culture allow me to tell the stories the way I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, using those different aspects of, of upbringing and history and culture and knowledge and educational context. How do you bring those together to create something modern, but still very refreshing. So a few people may look at it as nostalgia, but other other people are looking at is enlightening because mm -hmm. they, never, they never knew about that prior to that, you know? So just continuing to like bridge those gaps and create a world that people have yet to see. That's, that's kind of what originality means to me when it comes to art and authenticity. So that's amazing, man. And, and I love that so much just because you say, you know, you do bridge a lot of gaps and stuff and being able to share some of these untold, untold stories. And you do that now, you know, we touched it on um, some of the intro where you're the founder of Sunday school. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And that's such a beautiful movement. Like you said, it's a creative agency, but it's bigger than that. It's a movement, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, did, do you remember those earlier days where Sunday school was just an idea? Like, what were you thinking about? What were you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. I just, I just graduated from college and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life at the moment, but I knew entrepreneurship and just 
working for myself or like, you know, working with a team on a consistent basis in a creative, in a creative way was kind of what I wanted to do moving forward. So I worked a few jobs back home and wasn't really finding my feet mm -hmm. through those opportunities. So I decided to like start an agency, but beyond it being an agency, which is like the formal word, it's a, it's a platform, it's mm -hmm. a movement. I wanted to give other creators a, a, a platform or a space to be themselves, to bring ideas to the forefront and work with other creatives that they never knew or they may have known, but um, amplifying through storytelling that the world hasn't seen yet or the world often overlooks. Right. So at the beginning, I wanted it to be a modeling agency at first. To be oh, wow. You, okay. Because I was really into modeling and kind of being on screen, but slowly over time, I started to like, you know, pivot and pay more attention to myself behind the camera, whether I'm a photographer or creative director. Um, and just putting together these worlds, you know mm. what I mean? It's kind of like a puzzle and like, okay, you go here, you go here and how those all come together and merge into something beautiful. So I think for me, um, I'm very passionate. So if I say something or I write it down on a whiteboard or if I have notes about it, it's probably yeah. gonna come to fruition eventually. So I use that as a, as an engine to then create something um, tangible or create something in writing, paperwork, LLC, whatever you wanna call it. Yeah. So Sunday school, um, was derived from these thoughts I've had for years, man. Mm. Animation, illustration, creativity, storytelling, photography, videography, uh, writing, whatever you call it. Like, how do we bring these worlds together? Um, growing up, I was really, really into school, really, really into education. Mm. I was also into sports. Yeah. I was also into style. I was also into the way things were groomed through color, harmony, and, and, and literature and all that kind of stuff. So how do we bring all those worlds together, but still make it cool? Yeah. It's 2022, man. Right. The one, they, don't, they don't want to read as much as they as we exactly. used to, right? So textbooks, what are those replacements for textbooks? Mm. How do we create a space for for visual storytelling to, to tell stories? Sorry, for visual stories to educate mm. and empower um, the next generation or even generations right now. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's a combination of things. I think the beauty of Sunday school is it's, it's, it's an, it's an entire world and imagination leads it mm. um, and takes us into different worlds. Um, so I'm happy that I'm still going at it. I'm always looking to connect with different people um, and just finding people that are equally as passionate about stories and, and bringing those overlooked ideas and narratives to the forefront. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Yo, bro, I think we can wrap it up there, bro. <laughs> I we're mean, we're done with that. There? That's amazing, bro. I was in the shower, like, okay, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but nah, man. And you could say, like, you could tell that, you know, the passion and drive is there, sure. right? Because you're speaking from the heart. And I 100%. think that's the beauty of, you know, you being able to have this conversation yes, is sir. being able to how you feel about this. And it's bigger than you, like you said. But you also talk about and really go into a lot of topics that are very, very important within Sunday School. Yeah. The collaboration amongst different brands, but also how do you really shape these untold stories to amplify and put them out to the world. You know, you talked about mental health. You talked about the black hair experience. You talked about uh, home ownership, right? Uh, you talked about sports as well, you know, with all within the black community. Right. You know, why is it so important for you to really showcase these topics within the black community and to really amplify them? That's a great question. Um, and recently I've been thinking about how Sunday School sort of plays the, uh, the role of like a digital library, mm, right? Or like a, like digital, a digital syllabus. So um, earlier in our first few, few years, I ran with this, um, I ran with this slogan called um, creating a curriculum of our own, mm. which basically meant you come to our school, our, our institution, and we're mm. bringing something fresh and new to the forefront, to the binders, to the textbooks yeah. or whatnot. Um, so how is Sunday school a metaphor uh, for, um, you know, formal um, institutions mm -hmm. and um, formal education that you get in actual classrooms and schools? 
Um, and it's these little categories, mm. mental health, uh, the black hair experience, sports as it relates to race. Um, it's kind of like being in a library and like shuffling through different categories mm. and kind of choosing through these genres of what you want to learn more about. Right. So creating a world where people can feel welcome from different angles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and over time I started to really notice how important it was for people to see this. Mm-hmm. Right. Other youth wanted to see themselves in projects or in these stories. So whether they're like sending an email to be a part of the project as a, as a model, or they want to help write a blog for us, or they want to fo- um, photograph for us as well. Like I'm noticing that people want to be a part of this institution we've created. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of having those categories where people can be um, influenced from different spaces. So yeah, above everything, I think it's that digital library, e-library, call it what you want, but you can come to our website, our database, and you can kind of shuffle through different stories and choose what works for you or what, or what inspires you directly. Maybe everything, maybe one story. Um, but I think if someone's being influenced or impacted in some way, we've done our job. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny though, because you you mentioned just like that digital landscape and that digital yeah. syllabus and stuff and that bringing those new forms of into the institutions right. and stuff that you know we replaced the modern i mean the, the the throwbacks of like flipping pages you see a whole page of all text yeah, yeah and that's exactly what i did you know even through through research of like learning a little bit more about your projects that's exactly what i did i went to sunny school I appreciate that. co you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying and i went through the entire um syllabus or an entire craft of all the content you have yeah. and all of them inspired to be honest with you appreciate it man one stuck out to me very important and i want to dig in a little bit deeper and it was about mind matters mm. um and i think that was super critical because uh you talk about the importance of mental health within the black community but also you talked about the social media pressures yeah and the rushes that yeah. we still face to this day right how does social media like pressure you to do or be somebody sometimes you're you're not or comparison is a big thing you know i'm curious to know a little bit more about what inspired the project a little bit um and what did you want people to take away from it yeah man i think Mind Matters was a story that just needed to be told about three years ago. Um, I was trying to figure out a pivot for Black History Month that wasn't completely um, concerned or related to fashion Mm. or sports, things that we're typically telling stories about. So I had some, um, I wouldn't call them interns, creative assistants or people Mm. that I work directly with. Um, We all kind of brainstormed this this, this, this topic of of mental health being a really, really important um, topic in the Black community. Um, but more specifically with black men, we often refrain from therapy. We often refrain from seeking actual mental health, mm. um, uh, um, mental health attention, right? Or men- mental wellness as it, as you um, may know it as. Um, so for me and the people that I was working directly with, we wanted to tell a story that allowed people to, to talk, mm. allowed people to, or reminded people that they weren't alone when it came to, you know, overthinking, mm. um, deep, dark moments in your, in your life. And, um, even directly with me as happy and optimistic as I may be. And I seem to have it all figured out. That isn't the case a lot mm. of the time. So that project actually has a direct reflect on reflection on my, um, mental state at, at specific times. Mm. And often outside of getting actual mental health and, um, seeking therapy, creativity allows me to like escape Mm. And get into this world where I'm free and I'm I'm at my best as a storyteller. So in combination with that, um, it was a really, really big thing amongst the people that I was brainstorming with. It was a really, really big idea. So we had like kind of makeshift, got some director, got a model, sorry, a, a star, a star lead for the project. Um, 
and told the story that basically a lot of people needed to see mm. or to hear. And we left it without dialogue at all because we felt like every movement, every, every clip told a story of its own without having to actually add any dialogue. And it's a really, really quick, quick clip, but it's about a minute and a half. But if you take some time to actually watch it, it's on YouTube. It's called Mind Matters by Sunday School. You'll see how you probably relate to it in some way. And um, I think Black History Month was a really important time to to put that out, not only because we're all sort of dealing with that in some way, mm. but um, it encourages the next generation to to seek to seek help if necessary. Because um, with social media, man, and all these yeah. things we've been we've been um, congested with recently, I think it's important to remind yourself that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to talk. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. And it's the things that I was dealing with as well. So that film also helped me, even being even me being the person behind it, you know. Um, and that's the that's the beauty and 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 importance of creativity. You don't know what's going to inspire you. It might mm-hmm. even be your own work, right? Um, so just continue to make things that are impactful. Continue to make things that are going to start conversations. Continue to make things that are changing the narrative. And um, that's something I've been running with for a while now. But I'm actually happy you brought that up, man. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as I'm seeking therapy in the next few weeks mm. or starting my journey um, with a therapist, I think it's important to to remind myself about those those moments that I've had in my career and, yeah. and rewatch those things, you know, and share them and let people know that vulnerability is totally fine, especially as a as 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 a as a, as a man, as a as a black man specifically. Um, these are things that we often shy away from mm. because, you know, society has its own narrative of what of, of how we should be. For sure. So yeah, it's basically um the story with that. And I want to tell more stories. I want to tell mental health stories that encourage people. I want mm-hmm. to tell mental health stories that are not necessarily tied to darkness. Stuff that actually um, is optimistic and warm and 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 light. You know what I mean? And war- yeah. I said warm already. <laughs> um, so continuously creating stories that shift the narrative, but also are being told in different ways. It doesn't always have to be dark when it comes to mm-hmm. mental health. I- I agree with that, yeah. man. And thank you so much for being honest and and giving us like the deeper dive into the the inspiration that really, you know, curated this phenomenal project, Definitely. right? Um, and you say you're tapping into, you know, your your new journey of, you know, seeking, you know, to get mental wellness, right? And what are you looking forward to that next journey? Clarity. Mm. Definitely looking for some clarity. Um, I'm trying to slow down, prioritize. Um Minimize more tabs in my head. Yo, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. Something I've spoken about in the past, but I never actually went through with executing was like just really slowing down wow. and 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 minimizing those tabs and you know uh, uh, debriefing with myself and giving myself that time for self reflection mm. in the creative space, especially as a freelancer entrepreneur. You're always on to the next thing. So we don't have that much time, or we don't make as much time for self reflection, mm. patting ourselves on the back. Reminding ourselves that we're great. Um, putting ourselves first when you're working with other people. You know, sometimes you come off as a narcissist or you come off mm-hmm. as selfish, but in the space of mental health, it's really important to remind yourself that like you are a priority, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, clarity. Um, getting better with managing tasks, family time, mm-hmm. um, love and as that relates to vulnerability, yeah. you know, I'm a little closed off sometimes. So learning how to become a bit more open about that. Um, things I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, 
refraining from speaking about these things at all. You have yeah. to like, speak to friends about it all the time. But I think it's time to finally speak to a, a professional about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And seeking that actual help. And those topics and categories influence how um, efficient you are with your work. Mm. Right? I'm noticing I'm a bit slow right now, but I think really taking this seriously and prioritizing will allow me to like really take myself to another level creatively, um, mentally, financially as well. Yeah. And just in the space of knowledge as a whole, I think I would be in a better space. So yeah, man, That's I'm actually, beautiful. I'm actually looking forward to it, man. Yeah. yeah. Most people are like refraining from it. They don't want to speak about it. They're, but me, it's like, I'm so optimistic, man. I'm so like spiritually driven that like, I know those conversations with the right person can really amplify me as an yeah. individual. So yeah. I love that, bro. And to be honest with you, man, you know, uh, I've been on the journey too of therapy for, for, I think maybe two to three, two, two, maybe two months now. Dope, man. And I was, I had the same passion, yeah. the same drive of like, I want to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Like you said, I want clarity. I want to be able to actually look back at the traumas that I may have as a kid and actually pinpoint, and actually connect those dots in order for me to accept them for what they were, see where I am, but also amplify. So I'm able to serve others the best way. 100%. If I can't serve myself, I can't serve other people yes, in that best authentic mm -hmm. way. You know, and I was looking very forward to it. And to be honest with you, after two months, I'm like, every day is like a new blessing. For like the hour that I'm in there, I'm like, I log off. I close those tabs. I put my phone on silent. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tap in mm. and, and really self-reflect and have the opportunity to be present. And I feel like I never really had those moments because like I'm the same way. I'm always on the go. You look at my laptop, like there's certain tabs and I'm like, nah, I still need this tab here. I still need to, but I'm like, I got to start closing these tabs. And in, in the pursuit of me finding myself and finding the best version of myself, I'm also able to give that off to other people. Mm. So that same drive you have, man, like I pray nothing but the best for Appreciate you. It, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it is that clarity moments of mm. you finding your best version. So that's, that's amazing, bro. I think when it comes to, um, our mental capacity in general, it goes beyond therapy. I think it's also like, or like seeking therapy through a professional. I think it's also like the idea of clutter, just like how do you mm. condense the idea of clutter? So, so even true. down to my wardrobe, man, I have a bunch of clothes I don't wear anymore. <laughs> like you got to take these to the donation Word. boxes. You got to like, you know, hand them off to friends, give it to some family members. Like how do you really condense clutter in your life in general? Mm. Clean your room, like make your bed every morning. These are things that if you get into um, a rhythm with it can also help ease the mind as well you know absolutely so yeah man i think there's so many ways you can go about it but the mental the idea of mental health in general is such a huge topic in conversation there's so much ways you can digest it so yeah that's beautiful man you know and we, looking through sunday school you know uh we talked about some of the projects but we also i want to tap into some of the earlier days right for for the for the people who may not know um you know self-funded passion projects yeah. in the earlier days right you had a lot of no's a lot of rejections even through the process yeah. of you just looking it to get amplified or for you looking to get funded. Can you take us back to some of those early days of like when went on and some of those moments yeah. when you tried or started to get Sunny School off the ground? Of course, man. Um, I got to give kudos to just the earlier jobs I had that kind of helped me um, save some money to self-fund some of the earlier projects. Um, but what I would say is I was very resourceful mm. working with some people that were equally driven by the passion I had. Um, a lot of the passion projects um, in the early days of the Sunday school journey were self-funded with, with crumbs, basically, man, we were just some young creatives trying to go out there and, 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 and tell stories, you know? Um, so whether it's a group of models I used to gather or photographers pitching their ideas and us coming together to collaborate on them, we were just doing different things to, to, to fit in, if we're being honest, wow. you know what I mean? Um, 
and having that innocent, those innocent ideas and that inner child that I never really lost. Mm. Um, it allowed us to tell these stories that were unique and caught the eye of different publications, um, different um, creative legends that came before before me. And slowly but surely you're building a network, mm. which also helps you build a net worth. So just like getting opportunities from people you know or people that are caught an eye for the work you do. And you know, social media is like one one small world now. Everyone's like one or two de degrees away from like taking taking off basically. Yeah. So just connecting with certain people. I was still in Toronto, so I was like visiting New York a lot. Mm. We we'll go to LA sometimes. I used to work really closely with an artist named Mick Jenkins um, in 2018. So just kind of networking and seeing where I fit in and never giving up. Um, and then also like reminding myself that putting myself in front of the camera, even though some people refrain from it, it helped. Mm. People want to put a face to the name. People want to put a face to the brand. Um, just being a people's person, basically, and finding my way, finding my way, and then working on a visa by 2019 to finally move here to New York City. That was like the big, big step where I was going to be allowed to legally work in the U.S. and pursue my career as a creative director, art director, whatever you want to call it, and just continuously networking and um, fulfilling my passion of like being this like really big storyteller or empowering through people's lives and collaborating with people, which we'll speak about soon. I yeah. Um, but yeah, just like finding my feet, finding my feet and never giving up and connecting with people. And I think with community at the intersection of all of the things we do, nothing's impossible mm. because with the strength of numbers, yeah, whether it's through financial means or creative means or even mental support, you know what I mean? Uh, there's all these outlets that come from community that I've been able to benefit from. And I'm always pouring it back in as well providing opportunities for people. Let's say a brand hits me up for a photographer or a photographer or a graphic designer or an illustrator. I know who to tap in with because I've created a Rolodex with people I've worked with in the past. So how do you give, take, give, take, give, take, um, and keep that relay of a community over time? Uh, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last six, seven years. So self-funded, yes. I'm not like working at Silicon Valley and quitting <laughs> and pursuing my dreams as a creative, but also like, tapping into community and mm -hmm. being really smart about how I connect with people and knowing that my end goal was to be in the U S and work at a much, much higher level, whether it's New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, whatever it may be, but finding that community and, and empowering through that. So. That's beautiful, yeah. man. And thank you so much for sharing that. You know, you can just see the drive and see the determination and you're right. Like sometimes we just have to start where you are and work with what you have. Yeah. And there's more, actually more, than you actually thought that you did have if you just to really look around you. And that's amazing that you were able to kind of tap your community in sort of ways to provide new opportunities or to give other opportunities else. Cause I'm the big, I'm a big believer of paying it forward as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and you talked about collaboration cause I think that's very important and you're very intentional when it comes to collaboration yeah. very well, you know, from the people you associate yourself or just the brand in general. And I think, you know, I value that a lot because it has to work for both sides, right? Uh, how do you go about collaborating with others, you know, when executing or working towards a project? Yeah, man, I feel like everyone has something they're really good at, whether it's writing or well, as far as the creative space goes, writing or photography or pr production as a producer, line producer, whatever that may be. Maybe you're, maybe you're really good at lighting. So you're, you know, you're into that. Um, as much as it's really important to be a jack of many trades or a man of many hats, it's also important to involve people that can really bring a production to another level because they're experts in that space. Mm. Collaboration has always been really important for me, whether it's working with 
a cinematographer on a short film and I shoot it or I'm creatively direct and I bring a photographer on and I bring a cinematographer on. I've always felt it was so much more important to bring people on that have a different eye than you do mm-hmm. and have a sharper eye for that specific idea. And they bring more ideas to the, to the, to the table as well. I, things you didn't necessarily think about when you're, you know, on set, they bring idea, they bring more ideas. They bring an advanced perspective that you didn't, you didn't have. So collaboration is allowing yourself to drop the ego and just getting getting out there with people that are really, really good at what they do and can teach you as much as you can teach them. So, yeah, I think it's really important to collaborate because competition is it's inevitable. People are going to compete regardless. But if you collaborate, I think it's like you're omitting the idea of this tension. You know, you're good. I'm good. Let's come together and make something happen from sure. Um and let's keep a working relationship as well because you don't know what kind of opportunities I may come across that can benefit you, vice versa. Yeah. So I've always looked at collaboration as like the key thing. I have so many friends that people would consider my competition, but I'm always talking to them one-on-one about how they can, how, how they did this and how I did that. And we're always sharing resources and ideas. That's collaboration as well. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be the work itself. It's collaborating through resources, collaborating through assistance, collaborating through... um brainstorming note-taking and all that kind of stuff so yeah i think collaboration is key i think it's the reason why a lot of brands are here today um the reason why a lot of ideas have come to life we see it through music we see it through creative we see it through film we see it through everywhere so yeah without it goes without saying that collaboration is like super important and super superior to like trying to do things on your own you know yeah that's beautiful man and i think that's super important because I think I'm a, always a big believer that there's enough space for everybody to eat, you know, and, mm. and like, you know, there's no, like you said, it's strength in numbers, right? And it's super important there. Um, when you're actually diving into some of these projects, I'm curious to know just how, you know, your creative process is, or is there a framework that you follow? Like, I'm sure it kind of differs from project to project, but I'm curious to know, like, what is the Joseph yeah, approach? Yeah, yeah, So Sunday school used to have this thing. I wouldn't call it used to. We still have this thing called like the four P's. Okay. Where we would like, we'd... We'd pick an idea, we'd plan around it, we'd produce the actual concept, and then we'd present it, right? And it was a very, like, straightforward way to say, we do our research, right? We choose who we want involved, we allocate the resources, um, we actually go out and execute the idea, and then we come up with a rollout plan. It's basically what it is. And till this, till this day, that's still something I, I, um, I practice and I rehearse frequently when it comes to the work we do i think it's really important to not only re, um, do a lot of research as your first step but also involve the people that are maybe from that community to give like raw data or raw information about that topic um you never want to be that person that is trying to do too much yeah. with spaces that are not, are not necessarily directly related to you so i do my best to involve people that are from those communities when i'm telling these stories um and then allocating the resources who needs to be involved when it comes to the photography approach is there a specific tone we're trying to go for? We're trying to achieve. How many photos do you want? Um, what kind of modeling casting are we going for? What's the weather like? Is there a certain temperature we're going for? Mm. Styling, all that kind of stuff. It all plays a really pivotal part in the, the allocating the resources um, and just kind of picking a framework in which you're going to follow. And then execution, right? So like actually going out there and making it happen. Um, the production day, what kind of snacks need to be eaten on set and you know, uh, do we need a plan B? Do we need like all these things, you know, are, are become a part of that, that process. And then finally presentation, my favorite part was the rollout plan. You know, do we bring in a graphic designer to take care of like typography and graphic work or how are we putting it out on social media? 
Is there any potential for it to be a billboard? Can we make a book out of it? Merch? Um, can we do an exhibit and intertwine it with cuisine? Like, how do we, it's a lot, man. You know what I mean? But how do we, how do we like add these different um, details and refined moments to make it bigger than just putting on social media or just doing it for fun, make it bigger than it needs to be. And a lot of the projects we've done um, seem larger than life because of that process. So. I believe it, man. And it matters. Everything you just said, details matter, yeah. you know, and that's super important. Now, you know, in, in the last couple of questions here, Joseph, I just want to learn a little bit more, like, you know, out of the, your accomplishments where you are in life right now, looking back at your career, like what is the legacy you hope to leave behind with Joseph or with Joe, uh, with Joseph or Sunday school? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I just want the next generation to not have to wander too much. You know, curiosity is obviously really important, but I want them to have the tools and resources to look directly at our work or look directly at myself in my career and be like, this is the kind of path I want to take. Um, or this is similar to what I'm trying to do outside of just like, you know, the formal um, process with careers. Um, so how do I leave a legacy for my, my kids? How do I leave a legacy for my, my nieces, my nephews, um, my grandkids eventually? And just like continue the cycle of like a submergence between art and education. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, and then being authentically you, number one, I think I mentioned earlier, like we all have a unique story. No one should feel like an outlier. Everyone has a community that they, they can tap into. Everyone has a community they can make cool. Tyler, the creator is one of the weirdest guys on earth. Mm. But I think everything he does through his brand is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big fan of him, whether it's through style, fashion, his love for color and his eye for detail. But his brand is huge, right? Um, and he's often left out of the rap category because he's like different, right? Mm. Until recently. Um, so just seeing how outspoken he is about being different is, is a, a, a legacy in itself. I think for me, I think it's also pretty similar. Like, how do you be the smart kid that played on the basketball team, but also is really into style? How do you bridge those worlds? How do you come from Ghana or Nicaragua or Bolivia or Cambodia and move to America or move to Canada at the age of 12 and find your feet mm. and, so, and, and merge both worlds from back home and this new, you know, this new Western world you're living within? How do you merge those worlds and still fit in? and still feel confident in both sides of, of the fence when it comes to your culture. It's really important to me to see that as well. So I think the the role I play as a creative is bridging the gap, like I spoke to you about earlier with the, the diaspora, but also empowering the youth, regardless of where they're from. And that's why I continue to work with kids and I want to be a mentor one day and want to continue to put out these workshops where these saved moments, these archived moments in history um, end up being really, really beneficial to the next few generations. That's, to me, that's what legacy is. Beautiful. Wow, Joseph. And I appreciate you sharing that. That's super important, you know. And, you know, I would definitely say that you are a mentor right now. You're inspiring so many people now that you probably don't even know about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Even sure. tapping into some of your work, I was immediately inspired. Appreciate that, man. You know, and that speaks volume to the level of detail you put in. Um, Joseph, you know, I, I definitely want to know and kind of, you know, share the audience a little bit more. Like, what can we expect from you moving, moving forward? forward? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm trying to tap into more film. Uh, you know, kind of in this comfort zone of like doing a lot of like short term content, which is like photography, editorial work. I want to tap into more film. Uh, NFTs are slowly growing. They are. I want to tap into more NFT work. I'm working on something right now with a really brilliant 
um, designer from Germany. Uh, so I'm tapping into more spatial design and mm. learning more about NFTs as it relates to Instagram filters and Snapchat and all that good stuff as well. 3D rendering. It's a whole thing that we're working on right now. Hopefully we have a show by May. Um, I have an animated TV show I'm trying to pitch as well. Fire. That, that, that again, roots around the idea of the diaspora as it exists in the Western world. And just kind of shifting, you know what I mean? Like challenging myself to do more than just photo work and style work, which is kind of second nature at this point, you know? Push myself in a direction that, again, bulks up that legacy and also provides a new perspective that people aren't necessarily used to. And then like also bridging the gap with another world. I feel like, you know, one space that we haven't really tapped into is animation. Mm. So what animation lovers can we intrigue through this new found love that we're um, indulging into? So kind of creating worlds amongst these worlds that already exist. Um, I haven't really spoke to many people about it, but I'm also considering acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's more of a personal um, goal and thing I've been thinking. No lie, I, I definitely want to do the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, one hundred percent. I can see it for sure. Thank yeah. you, bro. Um, so that's something that I think I'm twenty nine right now. By thirty, I want to start to slowly, manifest it. Yeah, exactly. Slowly think about that um, and where that, where that where I fit. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, those are the spaces I see myself in in the next bit. Um, everything with complete intention. So how do I move forward with that mindset, but also allow myself to breathe and back to the therapy thing I yeah. spoke to you about earlier, like. Be realistic with your goals and intentions um, and allow yourself to be human because everyone else is basically what it is, man. Yeah. Well said, bro. And thank you for sharing that. You know, I definitely want to take this time to give you your flowers, man. Appreciate it, man. For, yeah. for all that you do, for the work, for the content, for the untold stories that you're amplifying through your work. Uh, you know, just keep going, bro. And I definitely want to take the time to give likewise, you flowers. Man. Likewise. Like I love everything you're doing with Off The Cuff, man. When I was first approached, I was like, man, this is, this is dope. Um, I'm not a man of like engagement and amount of numbers you have in clout. I don't, I don't care about that stuff at all. But if I see something well-groomed, well put together with an actual purpose, watch few episodes, saw eloquently you spoke. I was like, nah, this is a good opportunity. Uh, I'm always like amplifying people that are, you know, working from a bit more of a smaller platform and audience anyway. Yeah. So off the cuff looks great. I think you're branding it really well. Thank you. I think, you know, clearly <laughs> um, all the, all the logo work is incredible. Um, and I pay attention to those details. So even providing water and, Doing all that stuff. I really appreciate all that stuff, man. Thank and you, we're, bro. We're, we're, we're in synchronization. Yeah, we are. So, you know what I'm saying? I love that. And I appreciate you taking the time to share that. Definitely. You know, in the flip side, we always share it to the guests. Like, who would you give your flowers to? Oof. Give my flowers to? Wow. That's a big question. Um, my parents. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cliche. But my parents in the sense that, like, they don't have it all figured out. But, you know, me being a lot more mature now and educated, I understand why things are the way they are mm. you know, and how, how hard they tried to get me and my, my siblings to where we are today. Um, and just knowing their upbringing, know where they're coming from and how far they've made it, it really, really inspires me to push all the time. There's times where I'm deep in a project or I'm like about to give up and I think about my dad and I'm just like, yo, like I gain all this energy again because mm. I just know how hard they worked. And I don't have to call them every day. I don't have to text them every hour, but just re reminding myself of stories I've had, of conversations I've had with them, um, lessons they've taught me, um, or lessons they've failed to teach me. Right? Mm. I've used that all as inspiration to be a better person every day. Um, so my parents definitely, they're flowers in, 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 a, in a very odd way, not necessarily, you know, my superstars in my life, but definitely people that 
really, really are carved the way or carved this person I am today through like upbringing and things that when I was younger, I didn't necessarily consider as like lessons. But now that I'm older, I'm like, that's what you meant. Mm. Got it. Or that's what, circle. that's what you were trying to teach or this is what you were trying to convey. So my parents, for sure, my family in general, I'm, I'm working at becoming a lot more, more close with all my family members as well. I'm um, in the last year. So therapy is another place. Um, is, is a place I want to discuss that as well. But yeah, man, people see social media, people see things for what they are, but they don't understand what's happening within or what's happening off offline. So I encourage everyone, whether you're watching this or listening to this, to like really seek validity within yourself and make sure you're working on things um, within before, you know, executing anything um, externally. So I love that, bro. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, you said it so well. And I think, you know, for people who are tuning in, are going to be immediately inspired by everything you have because you do self-reflect a lot. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's super important. You know, Joseph, you know, as we wrap up here, we also have another segment to the show. This is called the Hidden Gems, okay. Pot of Gold and stuff, where um, variety of questions are in here. I'm going to shake it up a little bit. You know, pick one question, just read it out loud, see whatever comes off the cuff. Okay. Cool. So let me just shake it. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a good little um, <laughs> little idea, man. Yeah. So you Reminds go. Me of, reminds me of childhood a little bit. Uh, just get one. So the question is, what self-affirmations do you say to yourself every day? Funny enough, I used to have a book, very, very um, short um, paperback book that used to remind me of affirmations. And in my love, as far as my love language, affirmations is actually at the top as well. Mm. So affirmations have always been really big to me. Um, I often tell myself that I'm, I'm enough. I remind myself that I have a lot to offer. I remind myself that it's okay to be wrong. I remind myself that every day is a lesson um, and that vulnerability is, should be encouraged. Like vulnerability is okay. Mm. And um, these are things that I'm often thinking about, whether I'm in the shower, I'm in bed, getting ready to get outside or go to work or whatever it may be. Um, I'm thinking about these things a lot. So self-affirmations is something that is still very, really, really important to me at the, at the core of it all. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to wrap it up. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. Thank you for sharing. You know, Definitely. you know, as we wrap up, Joseph, uh, please, you know, share where can we best support you and um, and some of the things that you're doing. Where can we follow you? Definitely. My name is Joseph Adamu. So J-O-S-E-F, last name A-D-A-M-U. Um, you can find me on Instagram with that name with no spaces, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr as well. <laughs> um, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. So if you want, you can f follow me on there as well. Tons of great things happening on there. Um, same name as well. Pretty straightforward. And then Sunday school, unfortunately, the Sunday school IP, I mean, the URL, the was taken. It, was taken. <laughs> it was taken. So we had to like um, condense it to just Sunday.co. So S-S-U-N-D-A-Y dot C-O on all platforms, that being Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then our URL for our website is actually S-S-U-N-D-A-Y dot C-O as well. So Sunday.co. Pretty straightforward. Take a look. I'm sure you'll be inspired or you'll, you'll be able to send it to someone that may be inspired, but continue to support each other and love y'all, man, for real. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Well, thank you so much again for just being on to the show and for being authentic, for being genuine and intentional to everything you said, man. I learned a lot from you. Appreciate you. And I was immediately inspired, so thank you for being thank here. You. Thank you for doing this. This platform is incredible, man. Continue to do it, man. Yeah. We'll do, bro. We'll do, man. And there you have it. That was Off the Cuff with Joseph Adamo.